So we recently recorded an episode where we talk about keeping your thoughts simple in order to get, let people come to the conclusion themselves. And it provided a context for that. Now, where we left that episode was there's some things that kind of have to be wrung out in order to maybe improve or they weren't maybe material for that specific moment. So now I kind of want to unpack the unpacking of those things that may make a difference. Other 25-ish percent of things. So this is Brian launching it on the loop with Josh to talk about some of the uh, contextual awareness around consensus building today on Curiosity Continuum. Hey everybody, this is Josh. And this is Brian. Welcome to the podcast for Curiosity Continuum. Curiosity Continuum is an industry-innovating, non-traditional company passionate about growing wisdom in the next generation. We are the essential bridge between the analog and digital worlds by building collaborative communities that unleash the power of adaptive expertise and innovation needed to thrive in the 21st century. We combine and mix essential elements needed to empower people to succeed in new ways, not possible outside of a creative, thoughtful, diverse community of fellow curious people. Follow us on your favorite podcast app to receive notification new content. If you like what you hear and you want to dive deeper, visit us on curiositycontinuum.com. Thanks for tuning in and let's start the conversation. When you said that there weren't uh, life, life-threatening or so decisions <laughs> and you're driving consensus, right. that's right. Now, there, let's, let's take the context a little bit differently about why some of those uh, edge cases may make may make you choose differently. Now, this is probably different than consensus building by its nature, right? This is you understanding the context something lives in to make the best decision possible. Correct. I mean, so I leave it to you, my friend. Here we go. Uh, I want to talk about the challenger for a moment. Okay. Okay. And... Part of the reason why this happened, very tragic thing, we've used this example previously. There was, I believe, an engineer who wanted to test like the vapor point or like when something condensed on the engines, right? Correct. And this person wanted to test it outside the tolerances that were stated previously for the test. And every test that they had run on this shuttle met the minimum requirement and yet this individual wanted to try beyond that just to be sure. Unfortunately, that would have saved lives had they done that kind of to the outworking or heeded that lone voice to kind of wave this flag, right? Right. We have the, the benefit of hindsight now to say what we could have done differently as people who are trying to launch people up into the sky. So let's talk about some of those differences as to why they matter. Um, sure. Everybody, there was consensus built around what needed to happen. Where's the value in those seemingly unimportant d- details that drive a decision? It's an interesting question, interesting way to, to kind of frame it. Like, think about it. It was time and money was really two big issues why that didn't get really elevated more because at that point they had tested all the tolerances and they were good within 
established parameters, quote unquote, right? Now, obviously, there's a lot of flex and variables that happen in any live event. And people weigh risk every day. Like we walk outside, there's a risk. We go in our car, there's a risk. We go on a plane, there's a risk. We weigh that risk every day. And every day we make the decision to say like that risk is acceptable or it's not. Now, if it's not acceptable, you don't do the behavior. You change. If it's acceptable, you do the behavior. Now, if something happens because you you modified it as acceptable, but it wasn't, that's going to change your behavior as well. So as Brian and I have talked about this before, where humans learn from failure more than easy success because success does not force us to change. All, I mean, the entire thing with Curious Continuum, the context, the everything is all about change. I mean, it really, that's what it boils down to, getting people to change. People, how do people change? Why do people change? Why don't they change? Blah, blah, blah. That's really the, that's really the heart of what we do, right, Brian? Like, but what we're trying to do is distill it down so that people understand why or why not, you know, why do you change? Why, why not? Why don't you change? That kind of thing. And so you have to be aware of the broader context, which is if it's easy and you succeed, why would you change? But if it's hard or even if it's hard and you, if it's hard and you succeed, you're still not going to change that much. But if it's you hard and you fail, so you've, you got two now, you're like, okay, I'm done. And I think that's where we're kind of trying to come at this at like, why right <laughs> i mean let's talk about risk for just a moment sure there's risk that is a consequence to you and sometimes and oftentimes there are risks that others will be I guess collateral damage is probably too strong of a term but they are subject to the risk taking that you do because we'd never live in a bubble now josh you hit on a on a thing that actually is a very important concept is that there's a lot of changes that happen in the real world of something, right? Yeah. It never goes, if it goes perfectly according to plan, there are still things that you have to adjust. Right. I think people are subject more now to think that their models are perfect, right? That if it didn't, something must be wrong. Correct. But the inherent nature of existing, making decisions, talking with people, is based on a series of imperfect interactions. And for something like a shuttle, you have to have tighter tolerances than driving your car down the road. Correct. Or flying a plane even. I mean, like one little thing you do wrong when you're driving your car isn't probably going to cause your death. You know, you might get an accident. You know, you, you might, you might, something bad might happen, but you're probably not going to die. Now, in a shuttle, you make one little mistake, you probably will die, you know? <laughs> so it's the consequences are like, it, it is a logarithmic uh, curve of, I don't even know how to say it. I want to say, I'll edit this out, but I want to say F around find out kind of, but it is, it is logarithmic to how hard it is, how rare it is. And so if I'm trying to do something where I go into space where it only like, like, let's say you want to go to the moon, right? And there's 
what has been like 12 people that have gone to the moon so far. In all of human history, 12 people. And there's billions of people that have lived and are living on the planet. And so you're like, okay, so my chances of getting there are small. So I, hopefully we've made all the decisions correct. Now, this is actually something incredible I've just thought of today is that human, like American, Americans have never lost anyone in space. The people who have died have all been on Earth. So the Challenger hmm. explosion was when they went up. Apollo was, they actually died on the tarmac. They weren't even launched. Um, and the Ch Columbia was when they were coming back. No, no one has actually died in space. So we're going to have to kind of get used to like, that's going to happen. Hmm. And then we have to say, is it still worth the risk for us? Right? That's really interesting. Um, as you're talking as well, when I think about the planning that has to happen to get people up into the air, right? If you said, hey, you know what? We can be, I'll make up a number, 5% variant and we're still okay. But that's going to take you know, what, an extra several hundred tons of fuel to make that correction. Yeah. Like, you, there's not infinite amount of resources. It actually forces you to constrain uh, what the level of tolerance is so that you yeah. have a better chance of execution. Because, like, with a shuttle, you have an absolute speed you have to get to. Like, there is an actual goal. You have to get to a certain speed to escape Earth's gravity, right? So, like, that has to happen. And you have to do that within X amount of time, or you're going to not make it so there are the tolerances are actually much smaller the reality is the tolerances are smaller now down here on earth you're driving a car you can you know sometimes you can shift a lane without even without even putting a blinker on well you know that ain't happening when you're launching you know a whole bunch of things up into orbit so you have to understand there's a logarithmic like i said there's a logarithmic curve to the rarity and the the rarity and the importance and like, you know, if it like what you're actually trying to achieve, are you trying to achieve like orbit? Or are you just trying to go to your next door neighbor's house? You know, it's, <laughs> I mean, it sounds funny, but that's really what we're talking about. Like, what are you trying to achieve? You try and achieve something that a few people have done. Or are you trying to achieve like your everyday tasks? And so the, the risk is, is, is it's, it's a logarithm curve. It really is exponential curve. You need to understand where you are in that curve as well. Like mm -hmm. sometimes people have stumbled onto something and done something miraculous. In incredible. Yeah. And they, they didn't necessarily know how. And then it takes right. a, a, a group of people <laughs> to figure out what exactly happened. I, I think about this with athletes where there's like, you know, like nobody can run less than a five minute mile until somebody did. Right. And it they was a six minute mile. My dad even told, talked about okay, that. Yeah. It was a six-minute mile, and then it okay. went to five, and then it went to like you know, however, and it until someone does it, proving the impossible is is possible. So let's let's this is where we should break it apart. Let, let, let's take the six-minute mile. I'll do the yeah. more conservative number there. There were certain ways that you fed yourself, how you trained, how you yep. uh, prepared, right? That was considered the best practice of the time. Right. Until somebody either followed it and they just were that good of a specimen or they tried something a little bit different where it's like it didn't necessarily follow the protocol. It didn't keep with the tradition of 
running at six minutes, 20 seconds. Now, look, if I could run a six minute, 20 second mile consistently, I'd be doing something great in my life. <laughs> yeah. But even us, Brian, like we in high school would run a mile like easily in 10 or 11 minutes. Mm -hmm. That's right. And if you even went back just a little farther, that was like yeah, impossible, right? I think the takeaway is that uh, if you see what you can do within a certain band, right? Mm -hmm. So like, hey, we can get to here, we can get to 75% doing these known things now are getting people to act this way. And the, the continuous improvement and the iteration on that is like, could we make it better? And at that point, if you've tweaked something so hard where you can't, then that means you have to change something again. So now you're understanding the context by which has been established and you're willing to have a heart of curiosity to say, what if I did this that may not look like it has anything to do with it, but you're willing to right. experiment again with the stakes trying to get somebody free of the earth's orbit or gravity or driving to your neighbor's house. Those will require different ways for you to want to play. And I think sometimes when stakes are high, we there are less the people willing to play. Right. Oh, of course. I mean, that's everything. Because it, it, you see it in even the lottery. You know, like, if you have to invest more money, you're less willing to do it. And so it, it, it's very a human thing to do. I think we leave people here. And I want to leave them with this thought. What have you done the same way every time that you would be willing to experiment? Maybe it fails to be able to change something and learn something about yourself and the world around you. I think that's good. I think we just leave them with that. You want to start? saying until next time you want me to do it no i was just gonna i was just gonna say that's good then right. okay whatever yeah until next time this is josh and this is brian for curiosity continuum <laughs>